A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Life and Balance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your jingle bell buddy, Derek Lewis. Today we'll be discussing giving gifts in the office in the deep dive before we answer an audience question and an issue from the internet. But first, Time for the daily stand-up. Frank, can I say, I'm feeling festive as fuck. Are you, Derek? Are you festive? No, no. I'm I'm feeling fake festive as fuck. How about that? Okay. Like, maybe I can find a jingly bells uh, sound effect to play over the background of this? Yeah, that that's probably for the best. But this is our this is our uh, somewhat Christmas themed episode, so we kind of do have to be festive. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'll turn on the festive, and uh, we'll make it work. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know how I'm doing for the festive so far. Well, unfortunately, we already missed Krampus knocked. When, when was Krampus knocked? December fifth. Oh yeah, yeah. We missed missed that by a good margin. Yeah, so we can't have a, a happy Chris uh Krampus knocked. <laughs> but then but I you know, is it can anybody have a happy cr- Krampus knocked? Like isn't that kind of the point? Well, yeah, but I I mean I suppose horrible <laughs> people can have a happy Krampus knocked. Okay, cuz I I have seen multiple renditions of the uh movie incarnations of Krampus and never ends up well for anybody. That's yeah, he's not a cheerful fellow. No. But that's okay. That's that's what the jolly motherfucker is for. I mean, Santa Claus is, is the jolly, and uh the Krampus is the killy. I I don't I don't have a rhyme for that. I thought I would by the time I got there, but I didn't. <laughs> now have you heard of the Mary Lwid? No, I haven't, and I'm not sure I I'm not even sure I have now. What? What did you? What the fuck did you say? So Mary Lewitt, it's it's Welsh. So there's oh. no there's no vowels in that last word, right? <laughs> uh, my family is Welsh, so I am very familiar with uh, how to horribly pronounce Welsh things. So essentially, it's a it's a wassailing custom in the south of Wales. Mm. It entails uh, the use of a horse's skull mounted on a pole and covered in muslin fabric. Boy, that's metal as fuck. Yeah, and and you go around <laughs> to people's houses with this fucker. <laughs> and what are they supposed to do when you get to their house? Uh, that you ask them for entry using your your horse skull, and then they <laughs> they deny you entry with a song. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, denying somebody with a horse skull is my typical MO, 
So, but is there a particular song, like a very particular song you have to sing? To uh, you know, them? I'm not necessarily sure about it. I think it's, you know, it's wassailing songs and they're okay. Welsh. So. so, so maybe there's a collection of songs you can sing to ward off the, uh, <laughs> the horse skull. But, but eventually like part of it is you, you do essentially at some point, let the horse skull into your life. Oh no. And. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and then all the people who are carrying the horse skull get invited into the house and, and you drink all their booze. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that sounds OK. Like I could get behind that. Um, now, it, does it does it have to be a horse skull? Like, I mean, that's that's the contemporary. Like, I think it's it's part of an older tradition. Uh huh. Which, you know, is sort of found throughout Great Britain, but, you know, I guess they just pick up dead animal skulls and turn them into puppets and scare the shit out of people. Hmm. Okay. But it's, if mean, you've ever seen one, you should go look for pictures of it, because they're festive as hell. Like, it's not just a, it's not just like, you know, some random horse skull. Oh, no, no. They've put all, Christmas ornaments in the up. eye sockets. Oh, well, that's nice. They've festooned it with ribbons. I'm going to Google it. Those those horse skulls are very festive as, as horse skulls come. I, I expected them to be festooned as such that you couldn't tell that they were horse skulls. Um, oh, no, no, no. Oh, boy. No, they are not. They are very clearly still horse skulls. Yeah, it's, um, it's just a horse skull, but where the eye sockets are, they've stuffed some jolly little Christmas ornaments. That I think that is... <laughs> the eyes are the foci of the jolliness, and the rest of it is creepy, crazy horse skull. So, But I will say, there there is a picture of one where they have mounted uh, some deer antlers onto it, uh, <laughs> which make it... I, I consider it particularly festive. Um, although I will say, uh, selling that as a horse skull at that point is kind of difficult. I think it, I think it then is probably a reindeer skull, but what the fuck do I know? I'm no, I'm no horse boneologist. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about horse well, I'm, bones. I'm glad you're not a horse boneologist. <laughs> That's illegal in most countries, I think. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean... I think everybody at this point knows that most of Christmas is not like Christian. Right. It is it is the co-opting of a whole bunch of pagan ass shit over the course of hundreds of years where it's like we're going to get absolutely wasted and fuck shit up and then they're like for Jesus. <laughs> it's like no. No Christians, not for Jesus. Uh, yes but, for Jesus. <laughs> but then eventually they they're like Oh well, our thing kind of happened around the same time too, so we're going to we're going to toss our lot in and celebrate around the same time and as with all things that that are like that, uh everybody forgets the the original one and only remembers the religious one or the the Christian one. That's unfortunate because no. I will I will say like pagan holidays probably are a lot cooler. <laughs> And Christian holidays. I mean, they generally involve getting fucked up a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, a lot less... Uh, I mean, Well, I was going to say a lot less death, but that's not true. Like, it's it's not that it's less death. It's less, like, 
death of a single person type of thing. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think seems- most of those pagan holidays were, you know, based around the rebirth of of nature and the sun right. and things like that. It's like, you know, they're they're sort of taking place near the solstice, which is the longest night. And and they're celebrating for when things are going to start reversing back into springtime and people not freezing to death. Right. See, though, I'll say uh, something you just said just kind of I, I think it's exemplary of our I don't know, our opposing viewpoints is that I consider <laughs> I consider the solstice the, the shortest day and you consider it the longest night <laughs> i suppose there's that <laughs> like i don't think i have once in my life considered the solstice as the the longest night that that sounds it sounded so ominous when you said it i was oh. like i was like ooh the longest night oh mm. yeah i mean that that's how i've always thought of it i guess there's a pretty stark <laughs> divide between us there at least right uh, glass half full glass half empty but uh, I I believe that Christmas was actually banned in America in the early years. Really? Because traditional, like, British Christmas involved getting absolutely blitzed fucking drunk, wassling, and going and basically blackmailing rich people for food and drink. <laughs> I was like, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Are we going to bust up your shit? Well, I mean, like, uh, that, uh, we wish you Merry Christmas does say, like, now bring us some figgy pudding, and we're not leaving until we fucking get some. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's still in there somewhere. It's still... <laughs> that give us some fucking booze and some some pudding, or else we're fucking your shit up. So, it's it really is just another version of Trick or Treat, but a little colder and uh, slightly less... I was I was gonna say less skeletony, but uh, that <laughs> but we've already proven that true. wrong. Yeah, that's clearly bullshit. Oh. I think I think we should bring back the old ways, Derek. I mean, roving gangs of youth getting drunk and demanding things from rich people seems like a bomb ass holiday. <laughs> oh God! But I I do love the Christmas holidays, uh, except for the part where like every year I tend to get blind stinking ill yeah i was about to say you have your own particular christmas festivity that luckily you don't share with the rest of us i try not to it's my holiday tradition of finding (laughs) whatever disease i can get and and this year the christmas spirit came early (laughs) i found you early you didn't even have to go door-to-door licking doorknobs nope i didn't have to visit every truck stop this time derek (laughs) Ah, oh, it it came looking for Frank Eastman. <laughs> I I went to lunch, and apparently that lunch was questionable, and I missed most of this previous weekend. Like it's just a blur. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's the unfortunate thing. You never know what lunch is going to be the questionable one. Well, see, the lettuce is already green, Derek. This is the problem with eating healthier. <laughs> you can't tell when it's gone bad because it's already green. Exactly. Um, and not to mention the you know the recent E. coli problems that have come on with uh all the romaine lettuce and things like that. So And there's yeah, the at this thing point, like 
I was I was looking at the salad and it was a it was a head of iceberg wedge. And I'm Which like should be safe. I'm like, all right, there hasn't been any pro like this is definitely not romaine. This is definitely I can see that this is an iceberg wedge. Right. I will be fine. But no one said anything <laughs> about the tomatoes. Yeah. Which I I can't recall ever being sick from a tomato. Um so I'm wondering what what the fuck they stored that under while it was being transported to whatever restaurant you had it at. Um, it, 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 it got cross contaminated with something, something foul. Oh boy. Yeah. No, Mm, it is, it is days and days later and I'm still a little delicate. Like I am currently off my diet. I had been doing, you know, the low carb thing, but the low carb I've been doing kind of a high fat for fuel type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that works for me really great. Except I woke up like this morning and I went in there and I was going to make my, my breakfast is usually like some bulletproof coffee. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make this bulletproof. Oh God. <laughs> no, started, no butter and coffee. Pulling, yeah. I started pulling out the butter. Started getting a little yakky. Yeah. I'm just like, oh no, no, no. I think I'm just going to have some toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice plain toast. Sounds real good yeah. right now. Dry toast. No butter. Oh, so yeah, today today has been like I'm gonna eat some uh, crackers. Yeah, crackers sound good, and pretzels. All these carbohydrates, empty carbs, but gentle, gentle carbs. Well, I mean, the good thing is is that I think your overall like net loss for the week is still gonna be on the on the good side because there's no there's no diet plan. <laughs> Like maximum evi- evacuation from every port. <laughs> I'm on the new diet, the food poisoning diet, Derek. I mean, we've talked about it before, like personally, like that's that's a diet that uh, I don't I don't do often. But you know, if I've got like some sort of gala to go to or something like that, uh, you know, I'll just start go eating a bunch of oysters and seafood and stuff. And I mean, I, I guess maybe I don't intentionally do it but i i find myself doing it and then i get deathly ill and i look up and, and i i show up looking just suave as hell i see i think i've got an idea for a new business derek see i'm i'm doing this at the wrong time i'm doing it around christmas when i should re- really doing it around new year's and oh, i absolutely. should be shipping it out to people so they can get a head start on their new year's weight loss resolutions <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing will give you that jump start towards your diet goals, like losing 10% of body weight in a single weekend. I mean, it, it really sounds like a great plan. I'll let them get over the hangover from New Year's and maybe like January 2nd or 3rd is when I ship them like the Frank Eastman box of questionable seafood. Oh, God. Room temperature vegetables. <laughs> Oh God! Maybe some some cheeses that should be stored at cooler temperatures, but you clearly have not stored them at tem- at cooler temperatures. My lukewarm brie selection. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, re- remind me not to order that when you do it. Um, I I I mean, I am happy to pitch in and get it on the ground floor, but I I will not be I will not get high on our own supply. So Derek. Would you like to get to the deep dive? Let us do that. 
So I want to interrupt the deep dive just a little bit. Okay. Because our audience question is going to play into it. So I think oh. I think what we'll do is we'll visit the audience question. Okay. And then in doing the deep dive, we'll be answering half the audience question, and then we can answer the other half of the audience question afterward. Oh, that that is nice. I do hope you can help. As you know, I am a teacher, and I work at this amazing school. The kids are great, it's a very small school, and it's a very friendly, affable community of people. Everyone goes out of their way to help each other, in any manner. My concern is the upcoming holiday season. I already put a holiday card in everyone's mailboxes today, and I'm already panicking because I forgot a few people. But I haven't found out yet how this crew tackles the gift-giving situation or whether or not they do it at all. And then there's the holiday outings. Does it look bad if you don't go? If you can't already tell, I just started at the school earlier this year and don't want to get off on the wrong foot. Any advice for a newbie during the holidays? Sincerely, stressed in Scotch Plains. Wow. Uh, you will also not believe this, but uh, the issue from the internet is actually about Christmas office outings. It's, it's so, all coming together, Derek. It's it all, all one subject. It has all come together. It's a Christmas um, miracle. So let's talk about the first bit pertaining to the audience question and the deep dive, which is exchanging gifts at the office. So I don't have a whole lot to say about this one, primarily because I don't consider myself a particularly good gift giver or prolific gift giver, especially at the office. And it always makes me a little bit concerned uh, at a new, a new workplace because you know, there are some people that don't expect you to return the favor if they give you a gift. So if there's somebody that just, they just get so much joy about giving their coworkers gifts, you should probably be good not reciprocating. Um, but there are some people that don't actually, or, or don't necessarily advertise uh, that they're one of those people. So they give you a gift and you are all of a sudden in a, a tough position. So Frank, on that scale of uh, of so generous that you re expect nothing in return, to so so icy of a heart that you don't even want to receive gifts, uh, where would you fall? Bah humbug, Derek. I mean, I figured you were towards that end of the scale. It definitely makes sense. I think. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, the whole gift-giving thing is an additional stressor at the office, so I'm not necessarily for it. I do like that, and I've seen it a lot, especially in the last few um, places that I've worked, is they do sort of one of those white elephant, uh, dirty Santa, dirty Santa kind of things where mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a blind gift-giving thing. And then right. what's, what's nice about that is they often have rules associated with it. So they're like, <laughs> gifts shouldn't be any more than X number of dollars, and you're just going to put it in a thing, and then it's going to be randomly sort of chosen, so you're not buying specifically for anybody, and you don't right. feel cheap, you know, like you've got a, you got a dollar amount that you're kind of aiming for. And, and for like Dirty Santa or 
Yankee swap or whatever, like typically it is like low, like it is like 15 bucks, something like that. So it's not like, you know, okay, everybody has to give like a hundred dollar gift or something like that. Like it is, it is fairly low, fairly, you know, essentially it's meant to be kind of gag gifts. Like it can be like something cool ish that you can get for that price range. But at that price range, most gifts are going to be gag gifts. (laughs) So (laughs) puts everybody on the same playing field. I've seen some people fuck that up because I am I am on board with the gag <laughs> gift. And then like one year some dude had brought in like a beautiful handcrafted box. Uh-huh. And it's like low price is not priceless, man. You can't be like, oh, it cost me less than fifteen dollars in all the materials that I used to handcraft this handcraft box. This thing. Holy shit. And it's like, how about fuck you, dude? Somebody like <laughs> Gave some socks that look like naked Santa butts, and <laughs> you are showing all of us up. Yeah. Okay. So, so specifically talking about like the uh, the the gift exchange or you know Dirty Santa or or something like that. You know, there there clearly is uh, there is a point when it is too much when either a, a gift is. I think there's actually on both ends of the scale when, when a gift is too good and when a gift is too bad, like there are, there are maybe not clear ends of the spectrum, but you can tell it's, it's kind of like porn. Like you don't, you can't really describe it, but you know it when you see it. And like you said, like that handcrafted, lovingly created work of art that may, like you said, may have fit the bill as far as like the $15 price tag. But you know, the amount of love that went into it, that is, that is not really what they were going for. Then on the other end of the spectrum, like 15 bucks can get you a lot of like really offensive shit. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I think, I think the other end of the the spectrum is anything with a penis on it. I, th- I, th- I think you're being a little restrictive. Um, <laughs> I feel it's the office, Derek. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. That okay, that is true. That I agree with that. That at the office, um, it is safer to assume that anything with a penis on it is out of bounds. I'm, Santa I'm butt saying. okay. Santa butt is okay. Because you know, the the thing is, like, I have been I've been in some weird like 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 uh <laughs> dirty Santa exchanges before. I've where, seen like, some shit. <laughs> I I have because like sometimes you're with a, a group of people that you think are like stuck up like like they're they don't know how to have a good time and so you get like this really conservative gift that you know nobody you think will not offend anybody like it's something just completely it's like a fucking candle or something like that i'm um, not even a good candle because like with a 15 dollar price tag you're not getting a yankee candle you're getting like some like busted ass target candle so like it's not even going to fill up the whole room with a scent it just says holiday cheer and you're like what is what does that even fucking mean <laughs> the, didn't even spend enough to get a specific scent like you it didn't even pay for them to describe what was in the candle um so like, yeah, like you have that completely innocuous gift that nobody's going to get offended by and you show up and like all the other gifts are like 
just raunchy as fuck. Like, like, like one year I, I literally brought like a candle or something. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, but I brought it and there were things like there were thongs, uh, banana hammocks, um, more uh, like four or five different iterations of skimpy underwear. Were uh, you working at Pornhub? No, I wasn't. This was at a, a, what I would consider a, a fairly professional setting. And like, apparently everybody just had this, this agreement that like nobody was going to get offended. And so like, it didn't go as far as to like somebody bring like a sex toy or something, but there were a lot of like lingerie style gifts. Um, and there was some modeling going on after the fact, which was the second part of it that I did not expect. Derek, sometimes I just like to feel pretty. I know, but like the, the, the underwear that, that, that could just kind of like supports the boys and goes up over your shoulder. Like that's not a good look on anybody. Um, if Borat can't pull it off, I don't think anybody can. It can uh, surprise just you. Just a marshmallow and floss. <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, marshmallow is supported by some some dental floss. Um, no, but like like if you if you misunderstand or like just don't necessarily read the room correctly in in some sort of dirty Santa situation, uh, it can either lead to you feeling like you. Like you missed an opportunity to be funny or it can really make you feel like, God, I hope nobody realizes that that was the gift that I brought because it can it can make your life a living hell afterwards. I mean, I'm hoping that I don't end up working at any place that's got some weird undercurrent of sexual tension going on between accounting and sales support. That everything gets that freaky, because usually for those, when I'm forced to do so, I'll go ahead, like, my gag gifts are usually pretty gag gift in, uh-huh. in nature, and I try to get stuff that people haven't seen before, so I'll go out to some weird places, and and I'll get, like... <laughs> be more be more specific, Frank. Well, you know, like, mints that taste like bacon. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hander pants, which are underpants for your hands. So, is it just like tidy whities that fit like a glove? Exactly. And then you put your glove on, Derek. <laughs> oh, I am all in on that. Oh, that is... <laughs> Good to have that extra layer of protection, man. So, what you're saying is anytime heretofore that I have put on gloves, uh, my hand has been going commando. Exactly. And I just didn't, I just didn't know it. You a nasty boy. (laughs) Oh God. Just getting that between the finger sweat all over your gloves. You need hander pants. See, that's, that's when that gag gift you think is going to be a gag gift turns out to be very extremely functional. I am all in on that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you whether or not I'm gonna order that later. Terry's <laughs> <laughs> like gag gifts. This is a, just a real gift for me. <laughs> uh, so if anybody wants to send me some hander pants, <laughs> shoot us an email. I'll give you a, a, the address, and you can send me some hander pants. Treat yourself. 
treat myself to some hater pants. Okay, so outside of the Dirty Santa or Yankee Swap or what was the other one you called it? Um, a white why, elephant. Okay, first of all, why the fuck do they call it a white elephant? The fuck if I know. Like okay. that one, right. I, I I know that I usually you know I don't say anything unless I can bust out a random piece of fucking trivia for it. So right, it's an understandable <laughs> question, but yeah, I don't know. I I always used to call it a Yankee swap, and then someone was like, "You want to be part of the White Elephant Party?" And I'm like, "That a first that of a all, weird that sounds sex like a thing? sex thing." <laughs> It absolutely sounds like a fucking sex thing. Like Kathy, um, you work in HR. This is <laughs> this is uncomfortable. You're setting a bad precedent. Um, but no, that so okay. White Elephant Party, Dirty Santa, Yankee Swap. Um, outside of the that realm, like just giving people gifts around the office. Um, I mean, what is what is too much? Like like what is acceptable uh, in that? Because um, I I feel you can definitely go a little bit above and beyond and make things kind of weird. I I want to say like honestly if if you're the person doing it and you really like doing it then you have to go into it with the assumption that you're giving and not going to be receiving. And if Absolutely. Like anything other than that is a bum move. Like that is bullshit of the highest order just because I, I don't like, I, and I don't even honestly, honestly for myself, I don't like the person who goes around and they're that plucky, upbeat person in the office who's like, here, I got you that, like, whatever for, for Christmas, happy holidays. Right. And I'm like, I didn't get you shit. Now you're making me feel awkward. Excellent. Right. Thank you. Thank it, you for worse. this. Anxiety. It's worse than not getting, yeah, exactly. You, you have gifted me anxiety. Uh, I would have preferred you not give me a gift because now... Like you said, now you have given me anxiety. And I had enough. I was full up on anxiety. We're all full up here. Now, I, I will say, like, candy, I think is okay. Like, uh, you know, I've had a few offices where, like, somebody will just go, like, completely berserk and buy, like, probably 20 bucks worth of candy of, like, really nice candy for everybody. Um, that I'm okay with because it's it's something that, like, says... Here, put this in your gob, and we're never going to talk about it again. Like that's that's a good arrangement for me. Like, because if they give you like um, some sort of like desk tchotchke or something, um, that's terrible. I because yeah, that's I, a bit much. It is because then there you are expected to keep it on your desk for a certain length of time. Um, like say it's like some sort of like, like little glass swan or something. Um, a that's a stupid gift. For anybody, uh, I, I'm you sorry. You say that, Derek, and I have literally received a glass bird. Have you really? Yeah, God but damn. it was it was not from an office mate. It was from someone's kid, so I did keep it right. on my desk for a long period of time. But it was like, <laughs> ah, yes, this beautiful glass bird will so match my skulls and women with <laughs> tattoos decor in my office. This will go great in my my man cave biker lounge, but no. So if somebody gives you like some sort of like uh, you know, like I said, desk tchotchke, you got to leave it up at your desk for a certain length of time, um, or you can go with the, like the sitcom method and like find some very clever way to break it without them knowing that you intended to break it. But that's your only option, and then and it gets really weird and stays weird, just from across the, the office. Oh shit! I dropped it. 
<laughs> oh shit! My most valuable possession. I done dropped it. Oh shit! Oh, oh, oh bird, your life was too short. Oh, now now I kind of want somebody uh, to give me one so that I could reenact that scene. Because that is now, beautiful. I have a friend, and she's a little bit extra. Um, uh-huh. And I think one year she, like, gave everybody candy canes, and, and then tied to each candy cane was, like, a little tag that, you know, was handwritten, like, to so-and-so from so-and-so. Okay. And I think that's that's nice. Like it's got that handmade gesture that shows that this person cares a lot more about other people than I do. I mean, if anybody wrote anything and then handed it to me, like I would feel flattered because I cannot remember the last time I have written anything for anyone that wasn't related to like money. Like <laughs> <laughs> So that's significant. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's nice. It's one of those things where, you know, it's a candy cane, so you don't feel like the person's been put out. It's handmade. And that's that's the thing. Like, right. they, they took the time to hand tie this ribbon and write out the note. So that's the heartfelt part of it. But then the actual gift part of it is ephemeral enough that you don't feel quite as much of the anxiety of I didn't get you anything. Like... Here's a right. five cent piece of candy, you know, like, mm. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's a nice, like sentimental gesture without like actual money attached to it. That makes things weird. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as like gifts around the office, if, if you want to give gifts, I think that you should be allowed to give gifts, but go into it knowing that you may be the benevolent soul in a group full of complete curmudgeons like frank and uh they may not receive your gift well um chances are they're not going to like you less for having given them a small gift um but be prepared it may happen here's here's my secret for when this happens this is this is legit a frank secret and now i'm gonna have played my hand and no one's gonna buy it again okay i always go oh i was I was going to give out my stuff after the holidays when I knew everybody was going to be back in the office. And then I go buy that person something. Nice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's nice. But yeah, I, I think it is one of the things where now that people, if anybody listening to this podcast is around you, they will, they will know. Hopefully um, for so so very many reasons, Derek. Nobody that I work with listens to this podcast. You know, that's a good fucking point. <laughs> that is the least, least of our problems. Yeah. So your secret is either safe or it don't matter. <laughs> All right. So I think we have uh, thoroughly handled that part of it. So let's move on to another unresolved part of the question from the audience, which is... Then there's the holiday outings. Does it look bad if you don't go? Any advice for a newbie during the holidays? Okay, so with that in mind, here is our issue from the internet. The title is, Do I Have to Attend a Work Christmas Party? By The Noob. Spelled in a lot of leet speak, which I will not... Don't denigrate yourself, Derek. Yeah. It's 2018. They don't deserve that. 
So the noob says, I've just started a new job, which I'm enjoying. I recently received an email asking all employees to choose what they would like to eat at the work Christmas party. I personally would not choose to go to such an event as I tend to avoid social activities like these. However, the event is during working hours. I responded to the email asking if the event was optional to which I was told no. And that if I really didn't want to go, I would have to take the afternoon off as holiday. Uh, That seems unfair to me and I'm not sure what my options are. I feel I shouldn't have to take holiday to avoid a social event And I think it's weird that this event happens within working hours. I should be doing my job instead of attending a social event that I don't care for and isn't related to my role. Uh, So my question is, is my company allowed to force me to take holiday to avoid the event? If they're not, what should my next course of action be? What can I do to avoid the party? God damn, I I I really start need to start reading these more thoroughly because like I completely missed the part about... (laughs) I should be doing my job instead of attending a social event. What a fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm I'm not going to be like the first one jumping up at a social event. But fuck it, man. If it happens during work hours, like I'm all I'm all for it. Like, that's fine. Like, if you. I'm I'm not so so like enamored with my sequel query that I'm not gonna go grab a drink with with the company like. Well, and I'll tell you how I handled the most recent one. Uh-huh. There was a holiday thing during working hours, and I went the fuck home. Which which I mean, that is kind of what they're getting to here is that the company did tell them like we're we're having a a, a Christmas party. You either have to attend or you have to take vacation to cover it. So, and, and if, if that's the situation, like I'm not going to bring a class action lawsuit against the company, <laughs> you know, for <laughs> making me attend, like my, my social anxiety is bad enough that I don't think it's going to be improved by going to court. <laughs> that is, that is. You know, that is a fantastic point. Um, if if now I'm a dildo in front of like God and everyone and, and the jury of your peers, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That, that is a great point that, that there is at some point, uh, going to court is worse than, uh, than just going to the social event, which like you said, you know, social anxiety is certainly a, an important factor to play here, but, uh, but yeah, don't, don't take it to court. Um, I, I mean, at worst, like this guy is going to be charged like half a day of vacation, which I get it. Like some, some people only get like five to 10 days vacation, which is not, not good. Like you don't want to waste it on doing that, but just, just, just go. Like it doesn't, it doesn't say that you have to be now. The question I would ask honestly is, how present do I have to be at the Christmas party? Like if you have to go and like, let's say there are five uh, team building events and you have to participate actively in three out of the five, um, that might be a little, a little tough, but if you can just go and be a wallflower, just like go get yourself a cocktail and, and chill on the side and I don't know, watch some Twitch or something. I don't, 
I don't know what the fuck you do. Revelry will continue until morale has improved. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're so like concerned about working, like just bring your laptop and like make it, you know, make it a a personal statement to say I'm here. I am, you know, I'm I'm doing what the company has asked me to do, and I'm still working. You know, laps around the rest of you fuckers. Uh, get on my level. Like the guy who brings his move. laptop, like that power move, I think gets you sent to hell. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's up there with talking in the theater. But it 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 depends on what you're talking about in the theater. If you're talking about the, uh, see, I, I'm I'm so little of a movie snob that I can't even come up with like a movie snob thing to say. Uh, in in the false scenario where some uncouth bastard would talk in the theater. And see, Derek, I was thinking about, you know, plays and shit. I, I, I think movie theater is the more, do people talk during plays? Like, I feel, I feel like the movie theater, like is a, enough people go to the movie theater, enough normal people go to the movie theater that, you know, you don't Normal talk in a play. You don't talk at the theater, regardless of whether or not it's a movie theater. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not saying that you should talk in either one. I'm just saying I feel that there's a different class of people that go to a play. Uh, I've known a lot of musical theater nerds. They're they're too they're too reverent um, to talk during a play. But like some like Joe Schmo that's going to be talking during the Avengers, like. He's not going to go and see Romeo and Juliet. Like, <laughs> just saying, the clientele is different. This is probably true. Although I think we would all do better to go see a little Romeo and Juliet. Although, you know, here, here I am and I can't help myself. But like, Shakespeare was really the Michael Bay of his time. Like, he was producing <laughs> junk to be consumed by the common man. This is not... Absolutely. It has, it has become highbrow, only because the language has diverged somewhat. It's all dick jokes. Dick jokes all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> you know, that... If you think about the parallel to that, like, if in, you know, another you know, 150 years, 200 years, uh, if like Michael Bay is seen as like a, 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 a classical artist, uh, of the movie genre. Um, I really worry about what the future would be like if, <laughs> if that was the case. Where were we? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, going, um, Bring your laptop to the to the work party. Uh, it's it's not a great look. Like, sure, you can get work done because that's all you care about. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, people will make fun of you. You will be the dweeb uh, of the office if you weren't already. I have a hard time believing that people don't already think you're the dweeb of the office. Yeah, I have to uh, say they already hate this guy. Like, yeah. He doesn't realize it yet. He's like, I wonder if anyone likes me. And the answer is no, they don't No, They know how no. you are. And, and yeah, it's, you can fix it. Like you can, you can be, you can turn it around and be the, the guy that people like. Uh, but this is not the way to do it. Like, 
and I, I will say that uh, when it's talked about him responding to the email, um, it did say like they responded to the sender, not to all. Cause like I have seen that happen before where like an email gets sent to the whole company and somebody who was like either being very pedantic or uh, just being kind of a tool, like responds back to the entire mailing list. Yeah, that's that's not a good look either. So at least he had the common sense not to do that. This this is not the office crimes division episode, Derek. And reply all <laughs> is part of office crimes. Jung jung. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, I, if if you're the kind of douche nozzle that is going to get uh, litigious about being forced to attend the holiday party, then you've probably got a lot more in the way of social problems than I do. Uh, but like, here's, here's how I handle these. If, if there's not a polite way to avoid the Christmas party, if for instance, the Christmas party is like, Hey, RSVP, if you're going to be attending, you know, remember to accept the meeting so we can get a head count. Well, then that's a great opportunity for you to just not. Absolutely. But if if it's one of those, everyone has to come to the Christmas holiday party because, you know, the president makes a tradition out of getting up on top of a desk or something and, and <laughs> giving a speech. And that's when they hand out the $100 gift cards to Applebee's or something. Right. Then <laughs> I I will go to those and I will be conspicuous in my visibility for a short period of time early on. <laughs> Uh, do you have like some sort of like, like transforming, uh, holiday uh, attire that like when you come to the party, it just looks like a regular suit. Uh, but it, at some point you can like pull a tab and like some like vibrant Christmas plumage pop out so that everybody can see you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, I, I push a button and then the LEDs kick up and it's got little drummer boy, but it's like a dance <laughs> remix. <laughs> Little uh, electronic drummer boy. <laughs> Parumpa pump pump. Christmas. My my uh, my uh, techno impression is not nearly as good as yours. All things considered, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because I am the far less musically apt. Oh God, um, I'm just too close to it. I can't. You can't take can't quite mock- the piss out of it that i can huh i can't mock the thing i love but no i'll I'll sort of show up and i will be you know very particular about saying hello to my boss Mm -hmm. and anybody that's obviously important pam from hr and then i will slowly fade back into the foliage like homer simpson (laughs) and then i'll just leave yeah and then if anybody asks they're like yeah i was at the i was at the holiday party and they can be like oh yeah i remember he was at the holiday party for 15 minutes right and then for the next the hour is, and 45 i was downstairs at my desk yeah but because because people are not necessarily going to be keeping super close tabs on you especially if you work in a, a, a larger company um like they will see that you are there and that is a a checkbox in their mind um and then they will, you know, go on to account, try to count for everybody else that was supposed to be there. So, so I will say like, if this is a during work thing, like, like, yeah, like you can come, uh, be 
be counted, grab yourself some hors d'oeuvres or whatever. Um, and then, you know, go back to your desk or do whatever. Like if it's during work hours, probably stick around, do some work. Like if you don't feel like fraternizing. Um, but if it's after hours, like I, I th- we maybe even talked about it before, but there, there is a fine line. Like there is a point at which a, an after hours, like Christmas cocktail party uh, becomes Facebookable or live streamable and it becomes uh fireable offense material. Oh yeah. Um, that's, that's not a good look for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to, to peace out long before, before the fireable offense started, start happening. Um, but stay long enough that your presence is noted. So if, so if you're looking for a minimum requirement, that's it. Now, if you are, I guess the, so looking at it from a non-negative standpoint, um, what, what would we say to the people that, uh, that actually like going to Christmas parties? What is wrong with you? (laughs) I, why? I mean, I, I will say I do enjoy some Christmas parties because, um, typically there's, there's a decent amount of like tasty food. Um, and, and typically with the Christmas party, like there is like some sort of like swag or something being given out that you wouldn't get unless you like went to that party. I'm not talking about like, like a branded party favor, but like a, a small bag of, you know, you know, a little swag bag or like a little gift card or something like that. Those I don't, those I'm all for because like it's essentially them like double paying me for my time. And in that case, I am all for it. I was bribed to attend this party by free food and a $20 gift card to Applebee's. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much literally what I just said. But you did say it a lot more concisely than I did. Um, I am open to bribing for people to bribe me to come to a party at any time. I mean, I've I've gone to a decent number of office shindigs like this, and generally, like, uh, as I said, if it's one that I don't want to go to, I'll show up for 15 minutes, make sure that I've been seen, and then fade into the background. Some of them I stick around for, specifically mm-hmm. because it's a big food bonanza. Uh-huh. Back when I wasn't, you know, on a diet, and this is probably yeah. why I need a diet. <laughs> See, I am, I am the same way. Like when I, when I walk into the party and see like, uh, let's say there are like 50 people there, but there's a, there's food for like a hundred people. Like uh, (laughs) there are a few things that get my heart a fluttering, like an open buffet, (laughs) (laughs) an open buffet with more food than the people there can eat. I feel the Christmas spirit coming upon me. (laughs) Because the thing is, like, it, it, the the reason that that's both good and bad, like, it's good because, like, I don't have to worry about um, anybody really keep, keeping tabs on how many little, them little fucking sliders I eat. But, uh, but also it's bad because, like, at, at my core, like my, well, not my, like, core, like my abs, like, I guess also at my abs, I'm, I'm a grazer. Um, but, like, where it general, settles. Yes, that is, that is absolutely where it settles. Um, but just in general, like I'm a grazer, like if I'm, if I'm at a place with food, I will go and I will have like round one and then I'll stand around for a few minutes saying, you know what? I did. Okay. 
I, I didn't do great on my diet, but you know what? Uh, it's the festive season. That's fine. Um, then about 15 minutes later, I'm like, you know, round two fight, fight. (laughs) I could go for more than sliders. And so I'll make another, uh, another another half plate i'm like you know what i'm just gonna have a little bit um the problem is is uh rounds two through nine uh are all you know those little half plates so you know by the end of the night i've had like seven human portions of food (laughs) and then the christmas party shame sets in (laughs) i'm hoping no one noticed that i ate in that entire pie one slice at a time (laughs) Oh, that would be so much funnier if that wasn't close to the truth. Uh, there, you there leave was one, one slice, Derek. You leave one slice so that you can say to yourself and to God that you didn't eat that entire fucking pie. <laughs> You're really bumming me the fuck out. I feel attacked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you're reading me to filth here, Frank, and I'm I'm not I'm not for it. <laughs> Now I want some pie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You want to punch the clock, Frank? Let's punch the clock, Derek. Punch this festive, festive clock. If you'd like to send us a question to answer on air, please send them to questions at WLICast.com. If you want to connect with us, you can go to WLICast.com, where you'll find all of our social media links and also our links to our store, Patreon, and other ways you can support the show. A big thank you to our growing list of patrons on Patreon. You lovely people have pitched in to help us make the show bigger and better, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And guys, there is nothing better for growing our audience than word of mouth. And that means if you like the show, share us with the people you know and tell them all about us. It would be a great, wonderful Christmas gift to us and and to them, to be honest. Yeah, give what? the gift of me. <laughs> what more could anybody want? So tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a frenemy. This has been the Work-Life Imbalance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you. Here we come, a wassailing among the leaves so green. Oh, wow. That wasn't bad. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>